Before long, they approached the place where Kaladin had nearly killed himself. What a difference a few days could make. He felt like a different person, a strange hybrid of the man he had once been, the slave he had become, and the pitiful wretch that he had to still fight off. He remembered standing on the edge of the chasm, looking down. That darkness still terrified him. If I fail to save the bridgeman, that wretch will take control again, and this time he'll get his way. That gave Kaladin a shiver. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book one, The Way of Kings. spoilers for chapters 23 and 24. If you have not read this far in your reading yet and you want to go back, or if you skipped ahead an episode, you can always go back, read up, or listen up and come and find us again. We'll be right here waiting for you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and with me as always is the man whose best uh, culinary accomplishment is actually Chaldung Chutney. It's Jack. Gotta get me some more Chaldung. You know, you put it as a garnish, you can put it in chutney, um, you can mix it up with your mass roast dung, like, you know, you, you wrap it in foil, you put it in the roast, and then you just mush that stuff up in mashed potatoes, it's so good, better than garlic. So good. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see what they can do uh, with my waffles. I love it when he says, I love when he says, that chul dung is really flavorful, it's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of flavor. He doesn't yeah, say can... whether it's good or not, just that there's a lot of flavor. You you mean the the pungent fecal matter out of a giant crustacean <laughs> or a large? Oh well, yes. I I never would have thought it. It would have been, it would have had lots of flavor. That's news to me. Um, we're jumping ahead here. Chapter twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah well, that's, that's like the highlight of the whole uh, the whole episode it is, is going to be. I think so we might as well will start be. With it. So all, all of you listeners out there, this chapter, Chaldung. It should have been called, you know how you have uh, alternate chapter names? It's a uh, Chaldung. Yeah, Chaldung Surprise. It's very, um, it's very The Help. Have you ever seen the movie The Help? Uh, the Help, The Help. No, I have not. I have not seen, seen that with Viola Davis and, oh, it's so no, good. No, I've dude. heard of it. She was nominated for an Oscar, right? Yes, right. yes. A few, of the, a few of them in that movie were nominated for an Oscar. I have not uh, seen Anyways, it. it reminds me of that. I won't, I won't say why, but anyways. Okay. So chapter 23 and 24. Yes. So chapter 23, Tasty, we have got Kaladin mm-hmm. at the beginning of this chapter. It's, the chapter is called Many Uses, otherwise uh, called uh, Chaldon. Let's, let's um, talk about the uh, the pre-chapter uh, quote here um, for a second. Okay, so I, I've not what been What do you think about these? Okay, I'm not stitching them together very well as a first-time reader, to be honest. I was making notes on them uh, to discuss in the pod at first, but mm-hmm. they're just, they're so unlike the death quotes. The death quotes were really more, um, I find anyways, as a as a, um, a multiple-time reader, that the death quotes are way more interesting because they're like, there's dates and it's cataloged and like, it seems yeah. more real, whereas this is just... 
maybe some kind of ongoing letter to someone or a conversation or yes that's how i feel uh it is i I don't really know because the probably the better way to do it is to go back and read them in succession as their Mm -hmm. own thing so for instance if, 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 if i go back one chapter chapter 22 eyes hands or spheres if i read in case you have turned a blind eye to that disaster know that aona and sky are both dead and that which they held has been splintered presumably mm-hmm. to prevent anyone from rising up to challenge rays now going to chapter 23 the one we're covering right now mm-hmm. it reads you have accused me of arrogance in my quest you have accused me of perpetuating my grudge against rays and Babadin. Both accusations are true. So mm-hmm. again, I, I, it, I, it's it's too disjointed for me. I, I don't I don't know yeah. what the narrative is from one chapter to the next. We've heard rays a few times in this. Yes. whatever this is, uh, that name's come up a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just I we haven't talked about it in the last few episodes. So I thought I'd just bring it up. It's not like when we were we you literally wanted to talk about the death quote every time it came up in every uh, uh, every chapter. I, I did. I because did. they were so interesting, and I'm with you for sure. They're really interesting, but these ones are a little bit more nuanced. Maybe, maybe they're yeah. like a puzzle for the for later. I don't know. That well, you probably do know because I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know when I say I don't know during these pods. It's I can't. It means say. I know and you don't. So I can't say. Um. Well, considering that the the names of these uh. Uh, of these authors that uh, um, Yasna Colin rhymed off in earlier chapters with uh, with with Shalon, uh, and mm. those names came up again. I'm guessing this Ray's thing is not here for any. Yeah, uh, uh, agreed. So it, it it's it's probably be... it's probably quite important. But again, first time reader, I I'm not stitching this quite together. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps it'll sit in my subconscious, and then maybe it'll make sense. But yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to comment on it r- right now. Can you um, can you comment on uh, what you're drinking right now? What do you what do you got going on? Are you, are you drinking coffee, wine? What's going on? I am enjoying just plain water. Oh, but wow. the finest but, of the brews. But it is it is in a uh, Halloween themed uh, cup. Tis the season. Oh, that's nice. I'm uh, I'm doubling up. I'm I'm double fisting her right now. I've got a nice Contigo, a nice yellow Contigo water bottle with me, and I also <laughs> am drinking a um I'm drinking a beer. I thought I'd drink a beer for our pod. Ah. I don't drink beer very often, but when I do, uh, no, no, it's not uh, Dosakis. Um, but but it is a by Collective Arts, a, a nice um, microbrew company here in Ontario, and um, this one is a uh, Earl Grey wheat. Well, mm-hmm. Earl it's Grey. really, really tasty. I wish I could give you a sip through the microphone. It's really good. <laughs> Earl Grey wheat. Hot. Ooh. All right. So let's go. Um, um, let's go. Kaladin is standing on the wagon bed, scanning the landscape with rock and teft. Mm-hmm. They are now putting his plan into action. And that is right. getting Bridge 4 involved in this uh, work detail that involves mm-hmm. them collecting rocks. Right. So they're collecting. He's got all the other men collecting rocks, and Teft mm-hmm. and uh, Rock and Sill are searching out for 
greens. Tufts of green. The, the, I think I have written here uh, tufts of green with fronds uh, growing out of uh, out of these boulders. So they're they're like kind of stuck in between mm. boulders. They grow mm-hmm. in these like shaded places. Yep. And this, of course, is knobweed that they're looking mm-hmm. for. Right. And again, to uh, be able to get an antiseptic, uh, it's r- roughly what one drop per reed. Right. And it's and, so valuable, uh, right? It's so important for, it's so valuable for this crew right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a note here about that Sadius was uh, harvesting trees mm-hmm. um, to the north of the war camps. Uh, and there were a few on this plane as well. Yeah, and the 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 trees are are something. I have them in the info dump here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, in drier places the fauna would recoil back on itself to retain water uh, it gets from a high mm-hmm. storm. But on the shattered plains, uh, rock buds and other vegeta- vegetation stay out longer. Um, and these trees, the the ones that are westward growing, um, they're described uh, as the roots are clawing into the ground and cracking it. Yeah. So Which, I really I. I really liked the way that that uh, was uh, described. So I, I did write that down as one of the one of the neat things that I enjoyed with these broad broad trunked things mm-hmm. is how it was described with a westward slant again because yeah. of the storms and thick finger like roots clawing into the stone. Yeah. Really, I really like that description. You know um, what it sounds like? It sounds like something you would describe in one of your D and D games when we wow. end up going to Ravenloft during Halloween time. It's it's like mm. one of those like Halloween town type trees, right? Mm-hmm. Well, thick finger like roots climb. Yeah. It's very Tim Burton. Um, it's very Halloweeny. Um, so I, I really enjoyed reading that. So I, it's a Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed reading that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock buds, weeds, grass, and they grow on the west side of these boulders, mm-hmm. and they're ready to pull back into the boulder's shadow if a high storm approaches. Yeah, it's so like I can't get over how smart the vegetation so is. Cool. Yeah. Well, again, it's all part of this world building. Right. So it's so great. You know, you, you've got you've got the spren, you've got this magic, you've got the currency, you've got. The, the shards. I mean, there's just so many wonderful creative things in this series. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the vegetation, I, I, I you know, I just... Uh, last night, we uh, after our D&D game last night, um, we stayed on for a little bit and chatted with uh, one of our buddies, Phil, who is not currently reading the series. Um, the uh, Heroes of Acathra, which is kind of what this whole podcast network was built after, is these five friends. Um, you, me, Jay, and Mike are all reading the book right now, and Phil is not. And we were, me, you, and Jay were sort of trying to gang up on him a little bit to try to get him to read it. Um, but one <laughs> of the things you said was the world building, and it comes back to all these examples of what that was just now, like the money and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So hey, he seemed interested. I don't think he'll read it, but it's, I it, think uh, it feels feels uh, he's a he's a stone that prefers not to be moved. If he's going to roll down the hill, he's going to he's going to do it on his own. You know? Right, for sure. So maybe maybe it'll take this pod coming finally coming out for him to do it. But um, <laughs> one of the things I love about this is that um, Teft and Ka- and Rock are, are having kind of a hard time finding this stuff. And then it's when Syl starts to tell Rock where it is, is when they start actually finding stuff. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's mm-hmm. able to find it out and be like, hey, Rock, or well, she's 
Yeah, and she's doing it so swiftly and uh, so really aiding the party here, or the, mm. I guess the party. And now, now I'm calling them a party. So yeah. there's the that's D and D, bro. There's the D and D coming yeah. out. So yeah, this this small little party um, is coming together and still playing an integral part in gathering this not these um, these knobweeds, which are so integral to healing. Right. Uh, the Bridgeman. Yeah. Rock says he um, he was born to see Spren. Like it's yeah, just that's always been he, part of him. Yeah, it was it was an ability that 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 he was born with. Mm-hmm. Um, Teft, of course, didn't really understand what was going on because he can't see uh, right. still. So, so Teft is kind of confused. Like, how in the hell is this horn eater finding all of these knobweeds? <laughs> it's impossible. And then and then Kaladin's kind of like, you know what? I could explain this to you, Teft, but I no, I'm not going to. So yeah, yeah, it adds a little bit to the mystery that Rock is right. Like, it, yeah, it makes him yeah. seem mysterious and stuff. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Dunny and Earless Jacks. Um, I was intrigued by the name of this character, Earless Jax, one of these mm-hmm. uh, bridgemen, but he glares at Kaladin. So still, like, the, the workers are not pleased Yeah, uh, that um, Kaladin has volunteered them for this work detail. Yeah, he's <laughs> he feels bad, too. You can tell he feels bad. Not necessarily with Dunny and Earless yeah. Jack, but on the next uh, uh, one, when the uh, when Natum comes by, and he's all like, like, seriously, dude, like, I mean... Um, I had to get in good with Gaz and the other bridge crews. Like he's, he's really trying, but like you're right, he feels a little bit bad. I've got here a little thing that Kaladin um blur, blurts out, mm-hmm. and I've got an asterisk beside it, and then he blurts out, "Jazira says, send that nobody thinks to check the bottom." Right. As we roll back into camp now, of course, check the bottom. They're taking these knob weed. Uh, reeds that they've collected and they're yeah they're, they're tying them into bunches and they've got about 20 bunches and they're stowing them yeah cal's not even actually like looking for these these reeds right he's like staying with the wagon and when the guys bring mm. the, the other bridgemen bring the the rocks the boulders over he's like Make pretending to yeah he's <laughs> pretending to like arrange them around but what he's doing is he's tying these reeds off into bundles and sticking them underneath the wagon my question was is this reference to jazeraza Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, Jazeriza is what is um, that? Well, it's another, it's another curse, right? And it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of the curses that we've seen so far have to do with the heralds. When this society, okay. when the Alethi people heralds use that curse, abandon them, right? They 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 curse out the heralds. Mm-hmm. And Jazeriza okay. sounds very much like another one of the um, the heralds that we've already um, ran into. And that you've okay. already heard the name of. Um, yeah, so I, I thought I'd heard that name in a previous chapter, but I couldn't recall with accuracy where I'd where I'd got it from. I would say that Is it's um, it's it's not a spoiler if I tell you that um, the heralds um, go by different names. You know, Correct. When you, yeah. When you read them in the uh, prologue, they were yeah. going by the names they went as then, and now thousands of years later, their their names have changed a little bit. So. Um, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That I that I I wasn't clear on. It's the changing of the names of the heralds. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one drop came per stem according to the apothecary. So yeah, we established that. Um, mm-hmm. If oh, I love this. <laughs> if they get caught, so Rock is like, what if we get caught doing this thing? Yeah. <laughs> don't you love? Don't you love the way he sp- speaks? 
Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Like broken sort of uh, um, language. It's it's wonderful. He, yeah. he, like he doesn't he doesn't say every word in, in the uh, in the sentences. Just what's the most important. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like uh, like Russia not having thes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And like when you like a lot of the time when you meet Efficient. someone from Russia who's speaking English, they sound like they're um, curt and like sometimes almost rude. But it's not that they just get to the no. point. That there's right. no fluff in between their words, right? Oh, no. right. Get to the meat of the matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we get caught, Calvin's like, well, if 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 we do, we'll just explain that I'm a weaver and and <laughs> I, I'm going to weave myself a hat to keep off the sun. <laughs> I was so when I read that I was like, "Oh, great great idea, Kaladin. Yeah, you're a weaver." And the award for worst excuse for doing something they shouldn't goes to <laughs> Kaladin Stormblast. Weaver, hello. <laughs> I'm a weaver. I'm a weaver. I'm this hulking massive man and I I killed people for a I living. I sort of here. like it though that he says like, "You know what? Actually, a, a hat like that in the sun might be nice." <laughs> And again, oh, so cute. Syl is just so adorable. So yeah. she raises a finger and she says, I like him very much in mm-hmm. reference to Rock. Um, and why Why do you like him? Well, he's he's respectful. Um, and she says, unlike others. Unlike others, yeah, referring to Kaladin. And he's like, well, if you want to buzz off and bug him, go ahead. You know, that's fine. Yeah, but he and, also says it like he hopes she's not he, he hopes she doesn't take him seriously because he mm-hmm. it shows a little bit how much she means to him now. He's he's used to having her around. And if right. she were to go, he he would miss her. Right. Sure. And he hasn't had anybody. I mean, she's not an anybody, I guess, but she hasn't had he hasn't had anybody in a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. I really like this little bit when uh, she's saying, oh, I like him referring to rock. He's respectful. And then he said, uh, or Kaladin is saying to her, um, you said that you like that in, in someone. And she's like, I do, but also I detest it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just like the wind, you know, changes direction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this wind spread. I love, I love this little thing. She's so yeah. amazing. She's like, she's like, I led him to Chaldong instead of the knobweed and he didn't even get mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not odd. I'm beautiful and articulate. Yeah. Love it. This Love is a it. um th- for me, this is a case of foreshadowing here. Okay. Um last night we were talking a little bit about the 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 series oh. as a whole and how there were th- certain things that I couldn't tell you. This is one that I can mm-hmm. point out because it happens within its uh, its own chapter. Um but there are ones that I can't because we haven't gotten to the payoff from the foreshadowing yet. So I don't want to like point you in a direction that leads you to think something. So there's foreshadowing. Well, yeah, because she said that foreshadowing with her that I, that I, that that she likes respectful people, but I also detest them. No, it's the, it's the leading him to Chola to Cheldung. Uh, um, She says that she led him to Cheldung and he didn't even get mad at it. And then later on, he tells us that he fed it to to Sadius. Right. So there's a little bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, Natam approaches with um i guess this is a farmer um or he used to be a farmer natam i guess is another another a member of the bridge crew yeah they're just he's just another we're slowly getting their names right yeah slowly slowly getting some more names and uh kaladin's like you know sorry to make you work like this but we need the goodwill of gaz and the other bridge crews yeah Uh, it, it will help keep us alive trust me um and then he starts to think you know, I should pin this duty change on Gaz. 
And then mm. Syl is like, well, that wouldn't be honest. And then she's like, right. well, why do you care so much about honesty? And she's like, I just do. I just do. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, you lead, you lead men to ch- piles of dung. And she's like, well, that's different, silly. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, still. She's, yeah, she's, she's great. great. And then we meet uh, Scar. Scar approaches, no response. So no. silent. He's got uh, short, dark hair with angular features. And Cal's like, I don't see any scars on him. So I'm not sure why. Why, why are you called Scar? He, um, after this, after Scar approaches and no response from this guy. So again, the crew is mostly hating what's going on. Mostly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, like the, he, he's got his little party going and that's, and that's okay. Um, but mostly they're hating it. And he's and he's thinking to himself, I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah, they're they're indifferent. I'm I'm giving them just to sum up this this next part of this chapter. He yeah, says yeah. he basically says I'm giving them spheres, but nothing to spend it on. Right. And then he says to uh, to Sill and the others, he says we're going to need a lot more reads. Yeah, yeah. I I like that. He he says like you know that he. Um, he doesn't th- like he says the word selfish and then he's like actually selfish isn't right. He's like because they don't care enough to be selfish. They're they're literally acting right. like animals yeah. and their only thought yeah. is survival. So they're not even right. being selfish and wanting to like not help out or whatever. It's just literally like they they have nothing else, right? I can't imagine even just being in that state where the, the word selfish no longer applies to you because of how um compromise your situation is right right to get back to the whole spheres but nothing to spend it on uh thing mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. reminds me of like literally every single game i've played as with D- uh, Dwayne as a dm he does that all the time dude he'll <laughs> fucking reward you with all kinds of good treasure or tre- like tre- gold and stuff and then you can never spend it there's you know <laughs> you get to the town and before you can get to the like the the shop or whatever there's an attack on the town and the shop burns down or or like you're <laughs> you're so deep into a, a, a um like a dungeon that there's there's no going back out to the city you can't get back like sure you could but then then someone else might come along and steal the treasure right so this guy, this guy is the trickiest motherfucker ever. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think, I think all dungeon masters uh, have probably been guilty of that. Yeah, many, many times. So, so basically, what you're saying is that this is this is a good tip for for all dungeon masters out there. Learn from what Kaladin has learned. Give yes. your give your party something to spend some money on. If you're right. going to if, if, if you're going to give them. Yeah. If you're yeah, right. If if you're if you're gonna provide them with money, maybe think about a store. Yeah, maybe, like just maybe. a shop or whatever. Like maybe make like a maybe make a like a fucking magic item that you can like use once per week. And it's literally a mobile shop. It'll like open up and you can walk into the shop and buy and sell your shit. And it's like a pocket universe that this guy holds, this really super big magician or something, this wizard. Right. <laughs> Anyways, okay, off topic. Um, I like here how we um, we change scene, but not POV. We've experienced change of right. POV with Dalinar and Adeline, and um, yeah. and so uh, I, here we yeah. don't. Right here is they just change scene that night. That yeah. night, is yeah, it's yeah. great. I like how they jump ahead a little bit here. Cal Teft Rock uh, walks Sadius's war camp. Now, I thought mm-hmm. I just thought, I loved. Uh, the way that point of view uh, changed. Noman, the middle moon is out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Did you notice something here? Um, I have this in my info dump, but since you brought mm. it up, um, Cal refers to Noman as him. I didn't notice that. The last time we got Noman was uh, Shalon referring to Noman as the second sister, a her. So uh, that I didn't get. Two different people have referred to Noman in two different um, uh, genders, as it were, um, or giving it the prefix or whatever of a he and she. Um, so, anyways, there's a lot of um, there is a lot of moon stuff going on in this uh, this little. Uh, there's all, all kinds of they, you know, there there's always the moon, especially at night. They're always talking about the moon because there's three of them, right? So, um, Noman in the middle of the moon, Sean with his pale, yeah, his pale, right. And in chapter twenty three only, there's like five or six times where the moon's referred to. It comes up a couple times, a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's not super important. It's just really like uh, uh, atmospheric and stuff. Yeah, it's neat. I, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're walking Sadius's Sadius, camps. Sadius does not enforce a curfew, so no, um, that's interesting. And the bridgemen appear to have free reign to come and go. They yeah, are getting a, a lot of sneers from others walking by. Yeah, it's dangerous for them to be there. Mm-hmm. Cal gets like sh- shoulder checked by a dude. Uh, mm-hmm. By like a soldier, but the soldier doesn't do anything about it because, well, he's got Teft and Rock with him. And I mean, Rock by himself would probably stop him from doing anything because he's so huge. He's so huge. They sneak towards the wagons and get their bundles. And uh, again, this is another thing that uh, that Kaladin proclaims. He says, Ishi, herald of luck, be praised. Mm-hmm. So that's funny that uh, there's a lot of cursing of heralds. But also, um, like, using them in a luck and or goodwill kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird um, relationship that they have with these heralds, right? Mm. Still, uh, declares, I found you some bottles, so... Mm-hmm. Well, Teft, before they actually re- retrieve the reeds, Teft tries to leave. He's like, F this, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Cal's yeah. like, actually, we need you. We can't do this by ourselves. We need you. Right. Right. And then he realizes that Teft seems to be the man who needs to be needed. And saying that they need him was the right approach with him because Teft is looking to be needed somehow. Right. And, uh, and this gets him and he's like, okay, I'll stay then. Fine. He says it begrudgingly kind of thing, but he's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he absolutely wants to leave, but uh... yeah, I really love that they're, that Sill is their like scout. Oh yeah, completely. And 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 she's finding what what they need, right? Like 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 something as simple as a container to put this antiseptic right. in is impossible to find. Like 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 these are broken bottles. Like yeah. like you're you're going through the garbage to try to find. Um, and this is antiseptic. Like this is to to cure somebody or to right. to ward off rot spread. Yeah, in in other circumstances that they would have to be done in the most sterile of environments, but here you just use what you can. It's 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 great. Yeah, like it's it. huge that she finds these bottles because like they don't have money to even buy empty containers. So like they needed to find something to get started, right? And um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that she's the one who finds it because it's like it's like uh, having a familiar the to go and check shit out for you. Like go scout ahead and like you know come back and tell me what's what. Like she's just so handy. Mm-hmm. So Cal is having some thoughts. Um, so they're heading toward the chasm. 
mm-hmm. once they once they retrieve all of this to be able to to do this. And of course, Tefter or others are thinking like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to throw these things in the chasm? And he says, of course not. And mm-hmm. but, but he he has thoughts about um, that if he fails to save the Bridgman, mm-hmm. that the wretch that is himself will take control again. The wretch being the version of himself that wanted to throw himself into the chasm right. and give up. And the reason why he's thinking that is because they're there at that spot. Mm-hmm. Right. So that when he, when he finds, tries to find a spot to do this, he's like, we need, we need a place that's far enough away from people that they won't come and looking for us, but not so far away that we're not allowed to be there. And he's like, in this spot's the perfect spot. If they see three people over at this place, they're going to think maybe they're going to jump. And so we'll just leave them alone. So they go mm-hmm. over to this same spot where he like where Sil brought right. him that blackbane leaf. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's why he starts thinking that the wretch is this. You're right, the version of him that would have jumped. And I'm pretty sure that in the text, it basically is saying that if he fails the Bridgman this time, that that that, that, that wretch will get his way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, and 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 I mean, like, I don't blame him. This is you know what I mean. Like, like this is it. This is it. This is his final chance. This is his final commitment to turn things around. And if this doesn't bear fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so milky white liquid is coming out of these knob weeds as they they press their fingers and and slide them down and Mm -hmm. uh, squeeze out this antiseptic. Um, And they toss the reeds into the chasm. Yeah. And Tef's like, hey, I thought we weren't going to do that. And he's like, no, no, we got to get this stuff out first. And he's like, I don't want, like, making a hat's all fine and dandy. He's like, but I don't want there to be any evidence of us doing this. So that's why they have to go back in the chasm. And we get a great conversation. That yeah, we do. Um, so the, the the scene is set, like, the moon is lighting up area, but they, they also have this handful of garnet chips that Tef's handed over. And um, and it's, like, kind of in the middle of them, and it's kind of lighting. So there's this, like, um, beautiful, like, moonlit set because you know we we know Noman is there and then there's another moon that's about to come out and um and then there's this also this glow from in between them um that's just kind of like creating this atmosphere I just I find it really beautiful for storytelling mm-hmm. and uh Kaladin uh I can't remember who it was Kaladin I think it was Kaladin who asked, who asked uh Teft and yeah. rock for their stories like why well, I, I think it starts off first that uh, uh teft asks cal the same question that gaz asked him why do you care about them mm. oh yes right why do you and care uh, about I, I actually want to read this part here this is the this is the part for me um i really love this part uh hold on here a faint breeze blew up rattling some reeds why do you care about them teft finally asked well they're my men that's not what being bridge leader means. It means whatever we decide, Kaladin said, noting that Sill had come over to listen. You, me, the others? You think they'll let us do that? Teft asked. The light eyes and the captains? You think they'll pay enough attention to even notice? Teft hesitated, then grunted, milking another reed. Perhaps they will, Rock said. There was a surprising level of delicacy to the man's large motions as he milked the reeds. Kaladin hadn't thought that those fingers could be so careful and so precise. Light eyes, they are often noticing those things that you wish they would not. Teft grunted, agreeing. And then that's when Kaladin asks him, how did you, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. He asks Rock, like, how did you come to be about here in the, the Shattered Plains? And the, and the story is, is so fantastic. So Rock divulges that 
that his people, um, the Unkalaki, mm. uh, have no shard blades. Elena has five blades and three suits of plate. The Soleil have suits and blades. Yeah, the Herdazian's got one. Herdaz has a single blade and plate, but the Unalaki have none. And he says, um, he says Herdaz and others, other countries like them each have one. Yes. Yeah. And he 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 puts out a name here that's 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 really great. The Nuatoma. Mm-hmm. So an an unkalaki word that basically means light eyes, but in in this case they have dark eyes, right? And and so Tef thinks this is quite quite funny that uh, the light eyes uh, in his culture, his people are uh, have have dark eyes, and they these new Atoma see that the that their lack of shards as a great source of shame. Mm-hmm. So they want them very badly. Um, and the first Nuatoma to obtain a shard blade amongst the Unkalaki uh, will be king. Um, so uh, th- these Nuatoma have challenged Alefi shard bearers before to duels. And the one, the Nuatoma that Rock was serving under, mm-hmm challenged sadius right and sadius and he said he decided he wanted to do sadius first because sadius doesn't have a blade doesn't have a blade only right. has the pl- only have the might sh- be yeah. easier might be easier but not so <laughs> yeah so, <no. laughs> so um so rock um was um taken into servitude under sadius um and we find out really something really cool is that the these new atoma, these light eyes, so-called in the uh, the Unkalaki culture, the family are their servants. And and Teft is again, he's like, you know, why would you serve like people of your own family? And then he he sort of shoots back a, a little thing I like a lot. He says, You would rather serve someone that you don't know? Mm-hmm. And then he's he's like, Lowlanders, you you have too much air. When he says this, it makes so much sense, right? It makes so much sense. Why why would you spend your time in your life serving someone you don't know? Why right. why why wouldn't you serve your uncle or your aunt or yeah. or your grandfather? And why wouldn't you be the person who's being served not want to be served by your family and, and instead of mm-hmm. complete strangers, right? It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. I really I really that could be my high if it wasn't for the Chaldung, that would be my highlight right there. Mm-hmm. Is this is this re- recounting by uh, by Rock? It's right. it's definitely one of my highlights of the chapter for sure. Yeah, me too. There's a there's a part at the end here that I'd like you to read if you want. Okay, I want you to read from I want you to read from the part where it says Kaladin shrugged. Uh, Kaladin shrugged. Okay, so, yeah. so, so starting with Kaladin shrugged. Yeah, read that part for me. Kaladin shrugged. The question uncovering wounds that weren't yet healed. Anyway, your master was lucky. Lucky to be slain by a shard bearer? Lucky he didn't win, Kaladin said, and discover how he'd been tricked. It wouldn't have let him walk away with Sadius's plate. Nonsense, Teft broke in. Tradition! Tradition is the blind witness they use to condemn us, Teft, Kaladin said. It's the pretty box they use to wrap up their lies. It makes us serve them. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think that's that's my highlight yeah, of the. Uh, I, I have that. It's coming up in my notes <laughs> because yeah. I I wrote that like that is. Oh, serious. you hadn't gotten there yet. Okay, sorry, I sorry. Hadn't there. No, no, we jumped. I was afraid we were going to skip it. No, 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 no. That I have that in here as well. Um, let me see. Tradition is yes, exactly. It was. It was actually my next note. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Sorry. Tradition is the blind witness that you that they use to condemn us. It's the pretty box they use to wrap up their lies. Yeah, this is genius. This mm-hmm. is just an amazing yeah. conversation. However, as a first time reader, it's you know I, I don't know. Is Kaladin speaking words of wisdom? Is he ahead of his uh, of his time? Is is he right about Sadius or not? Right. Yeah. Like this is this is the whole thing, right? This is the whole thing. So, like right now, I've got Dalinar having visions, and I've and it's confirming that you know you can trust Sadius. Sadius and him share a, a, a willingness to um, they pay up front with, in terms of their spheres. Um, you know, they're they're they seem to be on the same page with regards to protecting the king and 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 their their servitude as high princes, and yet. Great discord is being woven uh, into this story, uh, muddying or uh, sullying Sadius's uh, name, done right. by done by Dalinar. Sorry, Dalinar's son, um, Aladdin, um, and now also by by Kaladin, and has been for quite some time, as well as Amaram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I mean, Kaladin's at the point where he thinks all light eyes are a waste of time. They're all liars. Yeah. They're deceitful, um, shameful warmongers. And there's clearly a reason. We just don't know yet. I have yet to know what mm-hmm. happened. Like, what happened to the Kaladin that I met at the beginning of this series? Right. Um, this great warrior, this 19-year-old, um, have his whole life ahead of him, his whole career ahead of him, guy. Um, yeah, I still don't have that story. Yeah, not yet. And I still don't. I still don't in chapter twenty-three of uh, the Way of Kings. But yeah, uh, you're you're right though that that the the, the pretty box that is uh, that also could have been an alternate type. I mean, many uses. I think the pretty box would have been a great alternate title mm-hmm. for chapter twenty-three no, for sure, for sure. But 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 Brandon, Brandon, Mister Sam, Dung, Chell Dung, I think still wins though, pal. Yeah, Chaldung's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I sort of like this whole thing that you're doing here with these alternate uh, uh, titles for the chapters. It um, well, it's kind of highlighting. It's kind of highlighting a a certain section of the chapter that is. Uh, it's kind of nice. Well, you know what? It, for me, and maybe this is uh, would be helpful to anybody else who uh, uh, is reading uh, material, especially fantasy novel or any any novelization, I suppose. Is if you're searching for an alternate title, I find it's it's a neat little exercise that um, it gets you to think about what the chapter's about. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll find something that's different than many uses. So it just might help you uncover those rocks, like the hidden gems in the, in the right. It's a good, um, it's a good exercise. Mm -hmm. Well, I really, I I love the fact that 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 was on your list that, 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 uh, Mm -hmm. that was your, it's an important part for me, I think. Oh, we find so and what position did you have rock (laughs) with your with your new atoma your unkalaki culture well i was the cook hilarious i I like when he says you don't think a new matoma would come all the way over here without his cook would you 
<laughs> right because there's too many spices he's like yeah. you, you eating eating your food it's like eating stones powdered yeah. with pepper yeah it's true it's <laughs> awesome and then oh and we get the uh not, not the etymology but we get the reason why he's called a horn eater um right because they eat they literally eat the horns and shells mm-hmm. says Taft. and then uh rock says we have very strong teeth <laughs> yeah like they're and a so, different species or something right so yeah. and so because he he cooks rather bland i guess he served something to sadius and it was bland and then uh, sadius said no no get get rid of this cook he's no good yeah. um and then in reaction <laughs> to that he he did the he did the dung uh yeah he and he says he enhanced and, and it. everything i mean and, and, and at, at when i was first reading it yeah he enhanced it he put the dung the chal dung in the soup. And then we find out, oh, oh no, it, it wasn't just in the soup. He put it in yeah. he garnish for the pork steaks. He put it in the yeah. bread. He made a chutney for the buttered garams. Yeah. Like he put it in everything. So yeah, it's awesome. Oh man. And so the, that, my favorite part here is Teft laughing his ass off. This dude has been dour the entire time. And this just makes him crack. It's like watching your favorite dude on SNL just break character and give it his all and laugh yeah, yeah he so fell great. over yeah. um paladin realizes aha earlier my question when we first got mm. over here to squeeze these reeds and i was thinking you know i gotta i gotta save these bridgemen like i i can't be the wretch that throws myself in here mm-hmm. what am i missing and he's like ah this is it this is what yeah. we what, what i've been missing yeah um small green disc of Mishim, the final moon, rises in the east. Mm-hmm. Um, Teft, before we end the chapter, though, Teft says, you know, he's like, this is what we needed. Or Kit Callan said, this is what we needed. This is the thing that I've been missing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Teft is like, um, um, so what are you, Kaladin? Um, or Rock says, what have you, Kaladin? I've been telling oh, right, you my right, story. Right. Will mm-hmm. you tell me yours? How did you come about those marks on your forehead? And Tef's like, yeah. Uh, whose food did you trat in? <laughs> <laughs> trat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Uh, he said, uh, he says, uh, I thought you said it was taboo to speak other about other uh, about your past. And he's like, well, you made Rock share. It's only fair. And then he says, Cal says to him, so if I tell you my story, that means you tell me yours? And then Tef's like, whoa, whoa, I didn't, like, I'm not gonna, and then Kaladin yeah. breaks and says, I killed a man. Right, right, I killed a man. He's like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. murder. In fact, I was thanked for it by someone very important. Mm-hmm. And then Tef mm-hmm. said, and, and then Kaladin says, and it turns out that light eyes don't react very well when you turn down their gifts. So. Light eyes don't react well when you turn down their gifts. Yeah, and it says um, the others waited for more, but Kaladin uh, fell silent working on his reeds, and it shocked him how painful it still was to remember mm. those events back in Amaram's army. Mm-hmm. I thought by chance that the next chapter, chapter 24, I thought, well, geez, I'm going to get the story. I'm going to get the story. Right. Finally, I'm going to know. I'm going to know. Oh, no. No, you don't get to know. How yeah. about you? How about you wander a gallery of maps? Okay. Can we? Can, um, can we take a second here in between chapters? I want to ask you a question. In my notes, yeah. I have in big, huge, bold black letters. Um, what is your theory on what happened to Cal? 
you, you've gotten a lot of information. Oh, what's my and theory? Do you, do you have a theory? Do you, uh, do you have a theory of, about what happened? I don't. I mean, I remember a while ago when we were starting the podcast that I had a suspicion about Amaram that perchance, since, since a, a lot of the experience of this book has been things aren't what you seem. Right. Or aren't, aren't what they seem. So, for instance, uh, Shalon Meter, great, wonderful. Oh, wait, a thief. Right. So, and that's just one, one small example. What I was thinking was, well, perhaps Kaladin is wrong about Amaram. Right. And that perhaps um, Amaram put him here on purpose uh, to protect him. Um, and that is something that maybe uh, Kaladin does not know. Um, I don't know what transpired. I don't know who he killed. I don't know... Uh, what gift was uh, given to him and that he turned down. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that part of the story. I know that he's su- that he's super, you know, pissed at uh, Amaram and, and at Sadius. It's, it is very, it is very hard to piece together because he's leaked out this stuff little by little. And unless you're actually, I mean, we are taking notes, but unless you're putting all those notes together in one page, like all those times he said something and then like mm. looked at them all together, it's really hard to piece it together because your brain is like, you know, disconnected from all this information. So I don't mm. know if I'm, I mean, I didn't actually expect you to have an answer to this, this question. Just I was curious. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I have a, a guess uh, per se. I guess or, or rather I I. As a as a first time reader, I think I enjoy uh, being being uh, being surprised as long as it uh, as long as it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a good guess. That's okay. I'm pretty sure I'll ask you this question again in a couple of uh, a couple of chapters. So, what happened with Kaladin and Amaram? I really i I cling to the hope that these high princes are not all you know, evil and horrible uh, people. They might be misguided. They might be selfish. They might be greedy. Uh, these are, you know, common sins, if you will, that are found in, in, in everybody. But so I, I, I'm kind of clinging. I, 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 I guess I'm clinging to the hope that Kaladin is mistaken. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm clinging to. The Gallery of Maps, the Gallery of Maps, Chapter 24. I do not get my answer. I do not get to know what happened to Kaladin, but I do get nope. a nice little, uh, um, a strutting, a perambulation, if you will. Mm, nice word. Mm, between um, Dalinar and High Prince Royon. Royon, yeah. Or Royon. Yeah, or Royon. Either way. I like that's the French Canadian. Uh, uh, Royal, Royal, yes, Carlos Royal. <laughs> so, okay, um, gallery of maps, uh, domed structure, soul cast, the stone, mm-hmm. uh, smooth sides. Now, this is I, I, I do I, I did I had a little note here in the description of this gallery of maps. This building, it's described. Mm-hmm. It's it, it it describes the building as a long loaf of Thalen bread with skylights and I, I was thinking to myself that the description 
kind of seemed as if it was a mental note by Dalinar. And as we know, Dalinar is not fond of the soul casted buildings. Yeah. No, he doesn't like, he doesn't like them. Yeah. He's not fond of it. So as this description was going on and Dalinar's there, I can picture Dalinar looking at the structure and in his mind, he's thinking it looks like a fucking loaf of bread. (laughs) <laughs> like it, it, you know what I mean? So it, because it, like like describing it as a loaf of bread yeah. seemed seemed like a, almost a disservice. Like I mean, if the description was just like it was beautiful <laughs> and it had all these markings and carvings, vaulted and ceilings, all, and yeah, 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 and you know all these relief, bas relief work and like if it was that, <laughs> if it was that and not the bread comment, I, I would say okay, Brandon, Mr. Sanderson is just describe. He's 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 painting the picture for us but because it was like looked like a long loaf of thalen bread i kind of thought as a reader i'm like you know what that thought is from dalinar's mind like he's yeah, walking around yeah. and he's like fucking bread i fucking hate the <laughs> building i hate i don't want to be anywhere near these fucking buildings He's just standing. He's standing like in the in the Shattered Plains war camps, and he's going like, "That looks like a piece of bread. That's an apricot. That's some fucking yeah. celery." Like yeah. it's just like everything looks yeah. like fucking food. Yeah, this thing looks like a fucking casserole. Holy god! Piece of bread. Piece of shit. Piece yeah, Uncalaki yeah. <laughs> casserole. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Prince Royon, though, is uh, you know he's one of these like fancy. I can't you know I called them fancy boys before, but uh, like these fancy uh, dressed uh, high princes. Um, he's tall, light skinned, well trimmed beard. He's got some th- thinning hair, and he's got like a short open front jacket with this like red shirt underneath, and like. <laughs> Dalinar has no time for the way he's dressed either. Like he's just like no. this dude, man. Like you know why don't you why don't why don't people dress properly? <laughs> Well, uh, in in this description of the building itself, it does comment on the shale bark. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it comments that the formations of shale bark um, reach toward the light. And then Dalinar comments, men used to reach toward the light once. Right. Love that. I put an asterisk on yeah, that. Yeah, the, the shale bark is, uh, is pink, vibrant green, and blue. And it's more rock than tree. But the only reason why they call it a tree is because like there's like fronds and stuff that grow out of it. But the actual bark is more like rock structure than it is. And it has to be rocky to mm-hmm. be able to survive the high storms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really like I liked ruminating on that, that men used to reach toward the light. I paused there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. It's part of like what he um, what he's seeing in these visions, right? Like he's like, remember he uh, when he talked to that lady Shardbearer, and he's all like, "Wow, Alethkar could be like that. Like we could be the bastions of of hope and survival. Like why aren't we like that?" And I'm, that's having to do with that, I think. Yeah, and I, I think I think it's a, I think it's a comment on the situation of uh, the men that surround him. He's surrounded by high princes that are. Uh, you know, not really interested in winning this war. It, it's all about uh, getting richer and competition between high princes. Um, and I think that re- that reaching toward the light, what I what I thought of is just that you risk much when you reach, you expose yourself. Let's say mm-hmm. it's not easy. So right now they're attacking these these chasm fiends, and the the manner in which they go about it is I don't quite want to say cowardly, but it's it's not, you know, it, 
they, they weren't expecting that disaster that happened. Right. Happen. That's not the way that those hunts go. Largely, it's a, uh, you know, the creature is overwhelmed and uh, is quite easily taken down. Right. Shooting fish in a barrel, but reaching toward the light as men might do, or as humans or, and you know, intelligent life might might do, is, you know, it's about enlightenment. It's about uh, per- mm-hmm. dare, daring or purporting to do the right thing. Um, and I think that that is what Dalinar so wants to see, not only in himself, but uh, in others around him. Right. And because he's the only one who thinks like this, he's seen as mad, as we learned in the last right. episode. Right? right. He's seen as mad. Yeah. Right. Oh, what do you mean? You you, you don't just want to have, uh, you know... Uh, incessant war and uh, and profit and uh, yeah. you actually you actually think that there's more uh, to to life mm-hmm. as, as Radiohead once said uh, ambition makes you look uh, very ugly or pretty ugly yeah yeah the prime map no the prime map is awesome it's enormous this is a D and D map dude this is like oh, yeah, stepping yeah. up to the table with your buddies and being like okay hey, this is the yeah. this is the battle well, how do we do this. This is the battle. Yeah, it's, maps are they're, they're illuminated by diamonds. Mm-hmm. Enormous detail of the shattered planes. Uh, a gem. There's <laughs> there's a gem heart scoreboard, if you will, of high princes. Isn't this uh, crazy? It's crazy. Again, like it's like oh really. But again, that's this is the way it is. And again, reaching toward the light. Like we've got to do better here. It's crazy. This the scoreboard thing is nuts. It's nuts. Uh, high Prince Royal. Um, Ryan, sorry, I won fewest, uh, won, has won the fewest gem hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though D- Dalinar hasn't really gone for them in a long time, he won enough early on that he's not one of the lower ones. Mm. Oh, sorry, you know, I, I missed something. Uh, Royan, when he first meets with Dalinar, he says, I don't see the point to this meeting. Mm-hmm. So again, hostility, uh, brewing amongst the high princes they're jealous of dalinar right. they're upset that the blacks i mean even even roy on here with dalinar is saying um the black thorn has lost his sting yeah or, or so some some say yeah he hasn't dalinar hasn't been much of an inspiration lately mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah like yeah you're taking uh you're taking some chances bro well it, it's almost uh, Proving the point, mm-hmm. I I I can speak to the Black Thorn this way because I know you're not going to challenge me. Mm-hmm. I like this. There's there's something that comes up here when they're looking at the map. Um, mm-hmm. The map is like, you know, there's permanent bridges drawn in red, and the plateaus on the closest to the Lethe side have glyph pairs indicating which High Prince controls them. Uh, the middle area is uh, um, the contested area where the, the Chasm fiends mostly go to make their chrysalis. Um, and I like that they explain a little bit about the tactics here of these like plateau runs they do. You can't mm-hmm. control, you can't cross a plateau that's already been controlled by another high prince unless you have their permission. So if two high princes mm-hmm. are kind of like vying for the same chrysalis mm-hmm. um, and one has to cross the other's uh, plateau, they're not going to allow them, right? So that's how they, so if Thaddeus owns a bunch of plateaus, which we learn a little later that Thaddeus has been buying up these other plateaus from these other princes, then he's he's got a clear path to where the chrysalis are, right? Whereas mm-hmm. 
Another high prince will come across a plateau. The only way I can get there is if by going to the plateau, and he's not going to let me use it. So, you know what I mean? Um, mm. It's it's like a it's a weird game of chess, but like, but like also Monopoly, where you get to like own land and stuff. Like it's just weird. <laughs> well, again, and and it, you, you can't help compare. You can't help but compare it to a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and I again, I, I'll I'll bring it up again. That uh, the quote from the from the bridge in the river Kwai. Um, this is not a game of cricket. Right. Um, but it totally is. There's a, literally a scoreboard. It is. It is. I know. It's literally a <laughs> scoreboard. Score, it's like I home and away. And leave it. Yeah. Um, we fight. Okay. So quoting the sun maker, this is the life for which men uh, live to fight, to kill, to win. This was the, I, I couldn't help but think of, this is the America, fuck yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or sorry, America, sorry, America, yeah, 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 that's it. America, fuck yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Amer- <laughs> it's not even America, it's America. It's America, okay. fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fine. This is a quote from the Sunmaker, the last Alethi mm. king to unite the high princes. And mm. at one point in his life, Gavilar really revered this guy. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Gavilar tried to tried to do was unite all the high princes, and he sort of did it. Even though Dalinar thinks now, I don't really think that he really did do it. He conquered them, but he didn't unite them because mm. they're you know they're not really nobody's working together, so they didn't really be they weren't not re, they weren't really united, right? They were just kind of conquered by a stronger king, by a stronger prince. Mm-hmm. That's why I still cling to the hope that Kaladin uh, could be wrong. Right. The shattered planes, again, the symbolism of the shattered people, these high princes are shattered. Right. This is, this is so, uh, so. It pe- comes back to that. Uh, they come to her and she breaks them like the shattered planes does mm-hmm. this to people. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's such great imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalinar says he cares about the war and he cares about his nephew and the people and that it is time to pursue an aggressive course. He's trying to convince right. Roy on a bit. And he wants to prove that it can be done by joining up with Royon on a plateau run. He's like, let's do this together. Let's do it together. But Royon has great reservation. About of course, this. yeah. So, like Dal- Dalinar like, kind of lays it out for him. He's like, listen, he's like, I have really good heavy infantry. Sadius's bridges are really fast. And he's like, and you have the best archers here. He's like, just mm-hmm. think of all the different tactics we could do if we could fight on a, on the plateaus together. You know, mm-hmm. like we could we could change this thing. And then Royan's like, well, okay, what? Who gets the gem hearts? And and then Dalinar's like, well, the gem hearts will just sell and we'll divide the wealth. That's easy. And then Royan's like, what about the sh- the shards, shard blades, and shard plates? Mm-hmm. And Dalinar's mm-hmm. like, yeah, shard plates. Uh, he's like, I thought. He's like, I want to give Renarin. Right. He's like, I want to give yeah. Renarin the next set. But he's like, but how about this? I'll give you the next set. And then I'll take the one next one after that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all, all of this sounded so so fair and, and, and logical to uh to Ron. You you can tell in the text that it's Royan's not quite comfortable with it. No. He's like, uh, the Royan's the smallest and the weakest of the high princes, right? Mm. And he doesn't want to be subordinate to anybody, even though he really is. He doesn't want to seem like he is. So he doesn't right. want to go out there with Dalinar 
and the optics of it will be that Dalinar is in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, I'll think about it. But Dalinar knows he he's not going to go for it. It's, he's he's not going to go for it. No. I did I did I did uh, read into something when when um, so Dalinar has the best heavy infantry. Royan has the best archers. Sadius has the fastest bridges. When you look at the scorecard, mm-hmm. okay, of these gem hearts. So Royan has the fewest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because he has the best archers, it's, um, it's because he's not getting close. Right. You know, like that's, it's it sort of, uh, sort of is a, uh, uh, depiction of his character. Like he shoots from afar, doesn't right. want to get close up to the battle. Sadius knows where it's at. You know what? You can have the, the heaviest infantry all you want mm-hmm. and, and, and the best, the, like the most skilled fighters. But if you don't get there quick. You're not going to win, right? And that's where Sadius, uh, the the bridgemen, uh, are accomplishing uh, his victories because yeah. um, he's literally throwing them to the yeah. to the fire to get where he wants to to get. Yeah. So it, it, so basically, I'm willing. It, it's it's almost like Sadius, in a way, with with the sacrifice of the bridgemen. It's like I'm willing to do, you know, heinous things to people in order mm-hmm. to win, in order to win. Royal right. is like, well, I. I shoot from afar. I'm accurate, um, but that's why I don't get the gem hearts because right. I'm staying at the back of the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, it definitely mm-hmm. uh, it definitely in- implies a little bit about his um, his personality, mm-hmm. and and of course him turning down, uh, you know, uh, Dalinar's offer, if you will. It's like, well, yeah, I'm, I shoot from afar, so. Mm-hmm. There's a feast this evening. There's a feast this evening, and and Royal's. No, this is. Um, is this Al, when when his son comes? Um, yeah, right before his son comes. Right before no, Alan uh, shows up. Royal says. Royal, I think Royal says, uh, "Will you be at the feast this evening?" Almost as if to say, "Like, are you going to show?" Because the storm wardens are saying there's going to be a storm. Yeah, yeah. And, He's implying uh, that, right? You're crazy. You're having these visions. Are you sure you want to display yourself tonight? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Daladin says, "No, I'll I'll be there." Um, I, I I liked uh, I, I again I, I just I like all the subtle little like you know he's getting jabbed at you know mm-hmm. he's being jabbed at from afar like an archer does right he's yeah. not coming in for the punch but he's throwing these little volleys at him who is this king I've got a note who is this king long ago before the heralds left this king right. so this is what I want to talk about before we moved on to the next uh, oh, POV okay. Okay. Um, okay. everyone else was so concerned with looking strong and proving themselves. Was he really the only one who saw how frivolous this was? Strength for strength's sake? What good was strength unless you did something with it? Aleth Carr was a light once. So this comes back to what you said earlier about mm. how, and yet the scholars said it must be a plant for the way it grew, it reached towards the light. Men did that too. So he's referring to that again now. Right. Um, before we, uh, um, so um, Aleth Carr was a light once. That's what Galavar's book claims. That's what the visions are showing me. Nohadan, who is the author of The Way of Kings, was a mm-hmm. king of Alethkar long ago in the time before the heralds left. Right. So we found out this is the um, this is the three part reveal that we talked about before. Right. Um, we found out the name of the book was called The Way of Kings. We find yep. out that the, the author of the book is named Nohadan. And now we find out that Nohadan was a great Alethi king before the heralds left. 
So there's this right. like little parsing out of information little by little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to follow the mental breadcrumbs of this uh, sneaky man, this Brandon, Mr. Sanderson. <laughs> I've taken, I've taken, I, I, have you taken to watching his uh, YouTube uh, channel? No, I haven't actually. Oh, he's, uh, he's brilliant. He's, um, Perhaps we can we can talk about that more later. But for the any listeners that uh, if you haven't tuned into uh, Brandon Sanderson's YouTube channel, I highly recommend. We could uh, we could make that a uh, a bonus episode. Well, there you go. There you go. There is one little part here before we move on that I do want to talk about, and it's um, that Dalinar looks down at the map and he thinks that if there was a pattern to the planes. Yes. Like he's yes. like, if I could see all of the shattered planes, he's like, I almost feel yeah. like I could see a pattern to it. But he's, I think that the, the line is not for the first time he felt as if he should be able to make a pattern to the plane at the plateaus. If he could see more of them, perhaps, what would it mean if there was an order to the chasms? So I just wanted to point that out. Well, it's, yeah, you're, you're right. That, that was something uh, upon when when I read it, I didn't really think too, too much about it however thinking about it just now it's a bit like looking at a at uh, uh, a mixed up puzzle mm-hmm. like a, like when you dump the puzzle pieces out on the on the table and you're sort of sifting through them so perhaps there is something to be seen there with now we know that this was once a great kingdom right this this shattered plains area right so that, this is the kingdom where the shard bearers were from right correct yeah right and this this was uh, from his previous vision when we exactly when we yeah. dealt with the, the it was uh, the old kingdom of Natan Natan. Correct, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I'm still kind of curious. I'm very curious as to what is down in the chasms. I know that men throw them off, and you know, uh, I guess they're committing suicide. But I, I I have to wonder sometimes, like if if you throw yourself down there. What if all of them don't die, mm-hmm. or what? Or what is down there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Maybe we'll see. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. So we change POV here, and Adelin shows up. Hmm. Adelin is. I love is, Adelin, dude. He's my favorite. <laughs> I know. I said earlier. I said. I know. I said last episode, and this is the problem with the series: is that you know my favorite character changes from chapter oh, to chapter or whatever because they're all enjoyable. But uh, and I know I said last episode that like Navani is like one of my favorite characters, mm. uh, but like I, I would be remiss if I didn't me- mention her, uh, his, uh, her nephew Adeline. Adeline is one Adeline. of my favorites. Well, <laughs> so he enters the gallery of maps. Side note: No peace since the Tranquiline Halls. Hmm. Hmm. Man's life on that. Roshar is conflict. Is conflict. Quotation from. The arguments. Yes, it's Voran scripture. Voran scripture. Mm-hmm. That was not in the text, though. No, it's not. But it says um, you're giving me a, a little ex little nugget. They are. They believe in Voranism, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that you know that already. And he's saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're, you're squo- quoting scripture to me." Mm-hmm. So, like, it would be like saying, even though it's not said the Bible, if we were both Catholics and I'm quoting scripture to you and you say, oh, you're quoting scripture to me. And a third person knew that we were both Catholics, then it would be evident that we're talking about the Bible. So the mm-hmm. arguments is one of those types of um, uh, uh, books that are in their religion. 
So Adeline, upon upon mentioning this to his father, like uh, you're quoting the scripture, like well, well, Malasha's religious. Who? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the daughter of Bright Lord Sevex. Well, what happened to Janala? Janala. Oh, yeah. There weren't enough gifts to make that one work. I, in fact, <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember that. I did bring her to an assassination investigation. Yeah, the- I, <laughs> I, I don't know why she didn't really like me because I literally brought her on like the best date ever. Yeah. <laughs> so he's uh, moved on. I think I just chortled. Oh, oh, oh. I, I think I, I think just you might have chortled, Sean. That you know, was that's horrible. that. This is what the podcast has been needing for oh, 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 for twelve oh. episodes. Is a good chortle. I just experienced something funny. Ha ha ha. Um, chortling, chortling with uh, yes, chortling. Uh, chapter 24 makes me chortle. Uh, Sadius um, wants to enter the war camp of Dalinar. Right. Which we knew was coming. Right. Wants to interview the grooms. Mm-hmm. The grooms that tended to his majesty's horses during the hunt that went so terribly wrong and which the king was thrown mm-hmm. off of his horse. Yeah, Adeline's like worried that this is the moment that Sadius is going to be like using to undermine them. And, and Dalinar's like, well, but not letting him in to do his investigation makes us look guilty. So, yes, of course, let him in. And the I, other thing he says, too, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. I, I don't I don't like this at all. I, it yeah. just seems it just seems nasty. It's going to get. You know, um, it, it, it it would be a shame if Sadius uh, and Dalinar's um, working relationship gets disturbed because right now they have an understanding, or so it seems. Um, they may not like each other; they they come from different positions, but you know that's okay. They they yeah. they, they still conduct themselves with with dignity. Right. I'm just I'm I as a first time reader. The, the the maintenance of their relationship, if you will, um, or the maintaining of it, uh, I would just I would just hate for it to be sullied by you know um, him becoming high prince of information and taking right. it taking it too far. Right. See, the the thing that where Dalinar is stuck is that Dalinar has already made a play to become high prince of war. So he's saying here, like, if I don't back him being High Prince of Information, then that weakens my position and I can't become High Prince of War, which is the thing that I really need. Yeah. In order to end all of this, I need to be High Prince of War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's very, very cool. And he's like, but I, you know, he's like, don't worry about it. I trust Sadius. I've been advised that I can trust him. And then Adeline's like, we're really going to bet the future of our whole house on your visions? And then Adeline's yeah. like, well, you know, I, I want to force, like, he, he, like he, he forces him to talk about it because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm, you know, we're, we're, I'm worried we're being mocked in our, in the war camps and our authority and our reputation is like, you know, is literally de- going down the tubes. Mm-hmm. And Adeline says like, you'll take it from anyone else. But from me, whenever I want to say something, you can't accept it. You won't even listen. Right. He's like, he says the line, why can others speak lies, but I can't speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And like Adeline's like putting his foot down here. He's like, I got to stand up for myself and what I believe. This, the, the end of this chapter is Adeline, you know, really, really speaking his mind. I mean, he, he's, he's already done it. 
but not quite as forcefully. I think it just shows the intensity or the right. urgency of trying to reach his his father. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the chapters, he has gone to his dad and expressed concern about the visions and expressed concern about the codes and mm-hmm. the adherence and you know all of these things. The concern about the men talking, father, you're not dueling, you're not standing up for yourself, like you know. We we need to see the 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 Blackthorn, and then we see him in the battle, where the cat like we 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 see him in in uh, in a moment of glory, of just amazingness, yeah. Where where now that that moment could could cost him everything, right? And like and that like glorious moment where he catches the claw and saves the king, and everyone's like, oh, it's the Blackthorn, you know. That is like this like. Uh, epitomized version of Dalinar whereas now Adeline's like you're getting old and this kind of shit happens to old people you know what I mean like the visions the codes the book it's it's all he's like it's all a fine a way of you trying to find redemption for the things you've done in your life or a way to escape things now that you're old and mm-hmm. Dalinar's like like motherfucker you call me old like he's like I Dalinar's like I believe that the visions are trying to tell me something important He's like, I can't explain it. I can't prove it, but I feel it. And then Alan's like, yeah, but you, of course you'd think that. Like, he's like, men are really good at tricking themselves. Look at the mm-hmm. king with the assassins. He thinks there's a knife in every shadow. And, yeah. and so now he's, you know, now with the strap thing, now he thinks there's a knife in every shadow. You know? I wrote, I wrote that down as one of my final uh, sort of thoughts on this yeah. chapter is that men are very good at seeing what they want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is really, really cool. But Adeline, Adeline lets him have it. And you know what's funny? Because Dalinar says, you know, I um I do not want I I will not take this from my son. Right. But you'll take it from everyone else. Yeah. Why is that, father? Um, this is a great, a great a confrontational moment between these two characters. Yeah, I really like it. Um, it shows Adeline's, um, um, and this is this is almost like Adeline is dueling his father. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, this is a verbal duel, but it's also it's almost a bit of an interrogation. It's almost like, um, yeah, I I, I think um, we're we're uh, uh, unfortunately we are a step ahead of Adeline here, right? We've seen a vision. We're more inclined right. to believe Dalinar than Adeline is because Adeline, Adeline has not experienced what we've experienced. So when Dalinar says like he believes the visions are important and they're trying to tell him something, we tend to believe him because we were there with him. Whereas Adeline wasn't. Adeline doesn't know anything about them. All he sees is his father go into a seizure and speak in tongues. So I can understand so, where he's coming from. Okay, can we go back to, to that vision? When when he asked, can I trust Sadius? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you um, want to like? Uh, do you want to be reminded of what uh, what the, uh, the the voice said? I want to be reminded of the voice first of all, and Hold discuss on. and discuss who that voice was. Okay, hold on. So I have my notes say this. Then Taffa's voice changed. The voice that spoke to Dalinar in every vision came about. The mm-hmm. orders, um, the orders were one once focused. The voice seemed faintly familiar to Dalinar. Dalinar gets vague answers to most of his questions, and then he says, should I continue to trust uh, Sadius? The voice says yes, 
This is important. Do not let strife consume you. Be strong. Act with honor, and honor will aid you. Aid you, right. Now, what if the answer to this question, yes, you must trust Sadius. What if trusting Sadius by Dalinar Mm -hmm. serves another purpose, but not because Sadius is worthy of trust, but because it serves another purpose? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe Sadius shouldn't be trusted, but there's an ulterior but, motive to this voice or whatever. Or or just that, you know, I mean, there there appears to be um, an element of uh, either fate or destiny that is maybe reaching out to these characters mm-hmm. or to some of these characters. And if that is true, then perhaps um, trusting Sadius from this vision it might serve a greater purpose. It might not turn out very well for Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Sadius might indeed be someone that uh, Dalinar and his family should not trust. Right. However, it might serve another another purpose. Maybe. I mean, again, I, I'm I'm probably reading too much uh, into it. But no, no, no. I, I think that um, you you're having. You're having concerns about what's happening got, right now. I've got questions. I've got concerns. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, that's that's. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Did you have anything else to add for twenty four? Chapter twenty four. No, I think that's it for that. I have for twenty four. Um, my highlight is um is Adeline. Um, we didn't actually do a highlight for the first chapter. We could do that in a second. Oh, we um, did. Chell, the Cheldung. The Cheldung. Yeah, Cheldung is the highlight. I mean, You're right. I mean, the, the, the story the, itself and the, the pretty box. Yeah, that's pretty that, sweet too. That's the highlight, but mm-hmm. but Chaldon, come on. Um, yeah. For this one, for me, it's it's Adeline uh, standing up to his father and uh, finally being like, "What the hell's happening here? Like, you you can't, you know what I mean? Like this this yeah. is not right." Um, I yeah, for me, I the the highlight for me is men used to reach toward the light once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Especially my highlight. That other quote and stuff. Especially yep. paired with this quote where Alethkar was a light once. That's what Godvilar's book claimed anyways. It's, yep. There's like a, a bookend on that little POV. It starts with that and ends with it. So it's nice. And I think that my alternative title to the gallery of maps, uh, what I think sums up the entire chapter is Malasha, the name of uh, Adeline's <laughs> new squeak. Yeah, for sure. Super important <laughs> character. You'll see. She's one of the heralds. She's the gallery really... of maps, otherwise known as Malasha. Malasha, the gallery, also known as who? Daughter, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> daughter of who? Who? I mean, that's, yeah. uh, no, it was a good, a good, a good couple of chapters. I'm starting to get hung, hungrier for more chapters and hungrier yes. for more uh, info uh, coming my way. So perhaps, as uh, my good friend did suggest, perhaps. I should read a little quicker, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we will. I mean, reading quicker is all fine and dandy. We just have to record quicker as well. We have to t- t- tag team those two things up. Uh, in- info dump here is very, very short. Um, we covered most of the stuff in it. I have uh, Sadius's camp is made up of stone structures, wooden mm-hmm. shanties and tents, and it makes it feel very dangerous because it's all haphazard. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through the list of uh, who has blades uh, and sh- and plates yes. and stuff. Yes, um, from uh, rocks. Yeah, uh, re- counting. Mm-hmm. 
And the uh, maps in the gallery of maps are made from soul cast parchment. That's mm. that's mm -hmm. it. Everything else we kind of covered while we were doing it. So that's great. Of course we did. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this is uh, that's the end of the episode. If you uh, are out there in uh, podcast land and you're listening and you like the show and you like us because we're, we're good gents and you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. I just started working on the reworking of it. So um, first tier, a dollar a month will be is called a um, uh, diamond uh, chip. And the three dollar a month is a uh, ruby mark or an emerald mark, I think. I, I can't remember how I named it. But anyways, go and check it out at uh, patreon.com slash heroes of. Um, we're going to have a bunch of videos up there soon, too. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, some blogging on there. So I think it'll be fun. Um, if you're interested in reaching out and talking to us, you can find the, um, uh, Facebook page storm pod, uh, on Facebook, and, uh, you can reach out at heroes of one on Twitter or heroes of Hakathra on Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all for uh, the end of the episode bookkeeping. Um, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's get to reading Jack. I'm excited for the next two. Let's do it again. So we're going to be doing chapters 20. Five and twenty-six. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The two. Yeah. Yep. Stillness. Twenty-five and twenty-six. It's uh yeah, the butcher, the butcher, and stillness. The butcher. Mm-hmm. Or a butcher in uh in in Russia, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's the butcher, twenty-five, and twenty-six is stillness. So yeah, Still. well thanks, uh thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next time. You bet. StormPod is brought to you by Heroes of. Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack, Jay, Phil, Mike, and Sean. The Heroes of Hakathra.